0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Masbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, dear friends. I'm so thankful that you can join me again on this broadcast and that we can dive into the Word of God together. I know He has a Word for you to bless you. And today the title is The Whole Story. Yes, we want the whole story. At least I hope you want the whole story. I mean, why would you want half a story that only gives you a part and that could change the whole story? But if you have the whole story then you know that what you have must be the truth. And I wanna go with you to Luke chapter 15. And I find three little stories there in the Bible that Jesus spoke to us. And yes, you can take them individually and they have a wonderful message. But if you take them together, they tell the whole story. And they give us the whole story of salvation. Yes, I know many of you who are watching, who are listening, you are saved. You are blessed by the Lord that you know that your name is written in the book of life. But sometimes, some people I have met around the world, they are saved. There's no doubt about that. But they are missing some part of the blessing in their life because they are missing a part of the story. They are missing a part of the facts that God gives us, that Jesus gives us here in Luke 15 about our salvation and all the wonderful things that it brings into our life. Well, I want to dive into it because our time is always limited, but we have three stories, the story of the lost sheep, the story of the lost coin and the story of the lost son. And then there's an extra story there a little bit at the end, an addition of the brother of the lost son, the prodigal son. Well, he was also lost, but we'll try to get that in at the end there. That's a little addition, which also is an important one. And of course, these three stories, they give a familiar and a theme that in all stories is the same, and that is the love of the Father, the love of God for his creation. And he does not want anyone to be lost. He wants all to be saved, and he wants to save you, your whole being. He wants to bless you and your whole family, and all your friends and your neighbors too. God's heart is going out to the people in the world, all over the world today, that he wants them to be blessed, to be saved, and to enjoy his goodness. Oh, there's grace enough for all. And there are miracles enough for all, for our salvation, for our healing, and for whatever we might need in our life. But the most wonderful thing of salvation is that we are united with Him and that we come into that wonderful relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, these three little stories, I believe that Jesus didn't just give them in random order, but they are in a particular order, which also is important to the whole story. Sometimes if you turn the things around in a story, it can give you a strange vision of the truth, but Jesus gave a particular order. And first we find that story, Of the lost sheep. And let me just read a few verses, verse 4 unto 7 out of Luke chapter 15. And it says Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and lost one, wouldn't you leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the lost one until you found it? When found, you can be sure you would put it across your shoulders, rejoicing. And when you got home, calling your friends and neighbors, saying, celebrate with me. I found my lost sheep. Count on it. There is more joy in heaven over one sinner who is rescued to life than over 99 good people in no need of rescue. Well, I'm sure you've heard this story before. But here particularly in this first little story, I see Jesus the great shepherd, the son of God, who left his glory in heaven. He was not born on Christmas day, and that was the beginning of his existence. He has always been. He was there before the earth was, the foundations of the earth were laid. He was there before the garden of Eden. He was there before Adam and Eve. Yes, Jesus, oh hallelujah for Jesus, who left all his glory in heaven, and went to this earth to find all those that are lost, all the creation of God, because all people are the creation of God. But God wants to make us all into the children of God. Oh, how wonderful are we made as a creation of God with a body, with a soul, with a spirit. I mean, we make beautiful things these days by the creativity that God has given us. But he started with nothing and made us so beautifully. We are the crown on creation in his image, hallelujah. And he gave the breath of life. But sin came and ruined it all and separated us from God. And we were lost. Oh, I remember one time some person cried out in church and said, I found God. And in a way, I understand, and of course, it is the truth for him in that that way. But on the other hand, God was never lost. God was never lost. We were lost, and God found us, hallelujah. Jesus found us, hallelujah. Oh, he found us. And where did he find us? Oh, some of us. We were way in darkness. Maybe we were in occultism or in evil spiritual things or, or we were lost in the world or we were lost in pity, in pain, in sin, in shame. We were lost in, in guilt and, and in such pain and heartache. And he found us laying there. And he saw that we could not save ourselves, And he saw that we could never find our way back. We could never make our way back. We could never in our own abilities rise up to the level where we could be one with God, our creator again. And Jesus saw that. And so he came down, hallelujah, and he found us. He found us in sin. He found us there where we were separated from life and he lifted us up and he took us upon his shoulders and he carried us and he carried our sin and he carried our shame and he brought it to the cross of Calvary and he laid down his life. On our behalf, he paid the full price, hallelujah. Oh, and yes, when he went back to the Father and he was there, remember, oh, when he was hanging on that cross, there were two sinners left and right of him and the one, Cursed him, but the other said, Don't you have any respect for God at this hour that you are dying? We are here hanging here because we have sinned, we have done wrongful things, but look at him, he has done nothing wrong. And then he says, Oh, remember me, Jesus, remember me when you come into glory, when you go into paradise. And Jesus said those wonderful words. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. Today, you will be with me in paradise. And I believe, oh, when he went into the heavens with the blood that he had shed to prove that he paid the price for us in full, he brought that sinner there who now was saved by grace, who now was saved and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, whose price was paid in full, and he brought him into glory saying, look, here is the first one. Look at him. He is saved he is redeemed he is reconciled with God and this is why I died and this is why I went to the world to give my life to save sinners just like him and praise God he has saved me and I hope there you can shout and say praise God he has also saved me well we see that wonderful work of Jesus the shepherd there in that first part. The second part or the second story is the story of the lost coin, verse eight to 10. Or imagine a woman who has 10 coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and scare the house looking in every nook and cranny until she finds it? And when she finds it, you can be sure she'll call her friends and neighbors and say, celebrate with me. I found my lost coin, count on it. That's the kind of party God's angels throw every time one lost soul returns to God. Oh hallelujah for that part, that woman. She has lost a coin, that that coin has not lost its value, but it's not in circulation anymore. It's not coming to its purpose anymore. And there we see that woman, that she takes the broom, she takes the candle, and she is sweeping the floor, trying to find through maybe the dust and all, that coin that is hidden somewhere there, It's lost for her but it's somewhere there in the dust. And she sweeps the floor, hoping to hear that coin roll away, hoping to see something shining there. And then she takes the light and the lamp and she goes down on her knees and she's looking under the table, under the cabinet. She's looking under the chairs. She's feeling with her hands. She's looking with that light to that, for that coin, that precious coin, to bring it back into circulation, to bring it back into her possession. Well, don't we see the wonderful Holy Spirit working there? We see the Holy Spirit working there also through the church. That woman represents the Holy Spirit and it represents the Holy Spirit working through the church. And so the Holy Spirit sometimes takes the broom to just push all the dust away in our life, to bring forth that which is truly valuable. It's the Holy Spirit with the light that shines in those dark corners to bring back those precious coins who are so valuable. But now they are in a state that they are not coming to their purpose. Oh, praise God for salvation. As we read it, the shepherd going out, giving his life. But praise God for the Holy Spirit who is searching today all over the world through the church, working to find those precious lost coins. Oh, my dear friend, maybe you are such a coin. Oh, you know that God loves you and you love God. But somehow, somehow, Oh, you are somewhere in the dust. Somehow you are somewhere in a crack or in the corner, under a cabinet or under a chair, and you're not coming to your purpose. Well, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. The Holy Spirit wants to bring you back into that perfect plan of God. He wants to brush off all those things in your life that are pulling you down and he wants to bring you back into that glorious place. Well, the third story, and um, it's a wonderful story, that's the story of the prodigal or the lost son. And you can read it from verse 11 on. And these are quite some verses, and because of the time, let me just in short tell you the story. I'm sure you've heard it before, but it was about that young man who came to the point in his life that he turned his back to his father. He turned his back to his home and he wanted to venture out on his own, thinking he could do it better, thinking he knew things better, thinking that his home was keeping him from all the pleasures of life. Oh, he saw the shimmering of gold. He saw the shining of the worldly things, and his heart desired to go after those things. And the Father could not pin him down. The father could not chain him to the bed at home. The father had to respect his will and allow him to go and so he went into the world. And for a short period of time, he had a wonderful party and he had a wonderful time with the pleasures of life, the pleasures that this world can bring, yes. Some people said the world cannot give you a good time. Well, the world can give you a good time, but the thing is the price is too high. It's only temporarily and once it's finished, you will find that you are left with that same emptiness and that same pain and maybe even a greater pain after that experience. Only God can take you and heal you and satisfy your soul. Oh yes, the Father, He can. And He's calling today to those prodigal sons and daughters. Maybe you're not that coin. You're not that lost sheep. But you're one of those prodigal, those lost sons or daughters of God that has turned their back to the Father. And you have ventured out on your own. But now, now, where are you in your life? What has life really given you? Are you burdened down with all the pressures of life, with all the burdens of life? Did you find out that the world gives you joy, but it doesn't satisfy you? Did you find out that what you had at home is better than what this world has to offer? Oh, my dear friend, I hope you have come to that point that you are sitting there and thinking to yourself, what did I do? Why did I leave my father's house? Why did I leave? my father why did I go without him it has brought me bitterness it has brought me sorrow and it has brought pain to those that love me oh what shall I do shall I just run away further or shall I get up and go back well this boy he decided to go home and he made a speech and he got up and he started walking oh get up and start walking today. Go back to your home. Go back to the house where God put you. Go back to that ministry, that church, to that pastor as a connection to God and give yourself to God and let him pray for you. Well, what do we see in that story? We see that that boy is running, is walking home head down. He feels so ashamed of his life But it says the father, the father was on the lookout. The father was waiting for him. Oh, praise God, Jesus. He came down to this world to save the lost sheep. The Holy Spirit is looking in every crack and corner to find that lost coin. But also for you prodigals, the father is standing and waiting and he's on the lookout. He's on the lookout. Oh, he's waiting for you to get up. He's waiting for you, and he sent his Holy Spirit to touch your heart, to help you to rise up today and to walk to him. Oh, even if you feel ashamed, even if you feel you don't deserve it, come and experience the Father's love today. Well, that young man, while he was still far off, and he didn't see the Father because he was only looking down, But his father was looking out for him. Oh, hallelujah for that. So many times, instead of looking to God, we are looking down because we are ashamed, because we are pressed down. But hallelujah, the father, he is looking out for us. And it says, when the father saw him from far, he ran to him, he ran to him. And he took that boy and he pressed him to his chest And he started to celebrate, oh hallelujah, there was a great celebration, a great celebration. It says, we're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead, and now alive. Given up for lost, and now found. And they began to have a wonderful time. Yeah, what a great celebration. And the only one who was not happy was the brother of the lost son. And he was lost even more than his brother who went into the world because he had it all, sitting there at home, having it all, but never enjoying it fully. Oh, he was even lost more because of his situation. But once you find out what you have at home, Oh, I tell you, it's worth it to get up and to go back home. I'm going to pray with you right now. Maybe you are that sheep who is lost and never experienced salvation before. Maybe you are that coin who is so valuable, but somehow you are somewhere in the dust. Oh, God wants to bring you back today. Maybe you are that lost son or daughter who has run away. But today you can come back home. Just put your hand on your heart and say, oh God, thank you for today. Thank you for this message. It's not just a message that comes from the lips of John, but it is a message that came from your lips. I hear you calling my name. I hear you seeking me because you want to save me. Oh, Lord, I want to be found. Here I am, Lord. I open my heart. I open my life. I ask you, come into my life. Come into my heart. Cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me again if necessary. And Lord, oh, Lord, come and dwell in me and allow me to dwell with you, to be in your presence, Lord, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, for all that you have done to bring me the whole story of salvation. And I will enjoy it. And I will enjoy the blessings of it by your grace and in your name, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to the messagestation.com. Also visit us at Maasbach.com.